This is the Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by eToro. In this week's preview podcast ahead of Newcastle's game at home in Leicester, Lee Ryder discusses the Fox's brilliant recent record against the Magpies, their key players, and whether Newcastle can finally find their first Premier League win. I'm Sean McCormick, and this is the Everything is Black and White podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Sean McCormick, stepping in for Andrew Musgrove today. With me I've got Lee Ryder, we're going to preview the Leicester game. How are you doing Lee? You right? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah. No problem. Hopefully looking forward to a game of football. <laughs> I know, it's, obviously the agenda has been dominated <laughs> this week by Kevin Keegan's book and all the off-the-field issues. It's going to be nice to have some football back at St James's Park, isn't it? Well it is and I think you know everyone enjoys the, the three o'clock kickoffs. and you know deep down anyone who follows Newcastle, um, they do... Con- it's meant to be enjoyed and like you know hopefully the, the day uh, can be enjoyed that the fans can get behind the team which they always do for, for the 90 minutes um, but obviously there will be the protest again before the game uh, I think you know the the making sure that the point is, is heard it certainly was last time um, you know it will gather a lot of press again this time I think Mike Ashley you know it doesn't probably need to be reminded because he was at the game the other day um, but really you know Something, something's got to give it at at some point, and uh, whatever happens, hopefully it's for for the good of the football club. And in terms of on the pitch, obviously Newcastle haven't won yet this season. First three home games against been against teams in last year's top six. Mm-hmm. Against Leicester on paper, it's probably the best opportunity, isn't it, so far to get a win on the board? Yeah, it is. I think you know Crystal Palace last week you know, probably had the chances to win it uh, with Perez missing that you know great opportunity to score when he went through. Uh, but really, uh, this this is a good chance. Won't be easy. Uh, Leicester have spent 104 million. Got some very good players, uh, like Savardi. Um, you know, can can score on the on the break. Maguire's excellent yeah. in the back. Um, they're just a good football club um, who are like top eight material. So it won't be easy. But I expect Newcastle to. They'll have a game plan. Um, I don't think they'll park the bus. I think they will go for it a little bit. But yeah, it won't be uh, it won't be easy. And even if they get themselves in front, they know that Leicester have got threats all over the pitch that can drag them back in the game. I mean, you touched on Vardy there. He's got a good scoring record against Newcastle. Is he Leicester's biggest threat on Saturday? You would say he is. Yeah, I mean, retired, sort of semi-retired from England, hasn't he? Uh, I was quite surprised by his decision when he'd done that because. I thought a player that's come all the way through non-league, you'd think you'd want to get your fill of England caps for as long as that that's possible. So for him to pull out uh, was was a big surprise. Uh, I couldn't really work it out personally, but that decision means that he's going to be sharper for for Leicester City. So Newcastle have got to uh, watch out for that. I watched the the highlights of their game against Huddersfield. The other day. They look very good. Uh, Madison looks like a, a decent signing. They, you know they've got a threat from set pieces, so so they've got they have got good quality all over the pitch. Uh, quite a solid uh, manager who's you know got a decent reputation. So it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. Uh, the bookies can't seem to pick between who, who the favourites is in the game, so it's going to be a close one. But hopefully Newcastle can edge it. I mean, you mentioned there they spent 104 million, which yeah. is obviously a lot more than Newcastle did. In terms of obviously you've got the kind of the top six now in the Premier League, do you think Leicester could be considered as kind of the best of the rest? Yeah, I think that's that's probably a good tag for them. I think you know when they won the league, uh, anyone who who likes football should enjoy that story. You know, a team that that's come up from League One to to go on and win the Premier League. Yes, they had investment, but it was just a great story. 
and you you know you you've got to enjoy those sort of moments um best of the rest and that's what Newcastle as a club should be aiming for themselves really they should be looking for like 7th 8th I mean you know we'd love them to go into the Champions League again but it's just it's nigh and impossible unless you're prepared to spend the money so scrapping away for 7th 8th ninth place is probably you know what Newcastle should be aiming for that's where Benitez wanted to take Newcastle Um, that was in his head when he went in for the contract talks in the summer but as we know Newcastle didn't want to agree to certain factors so here they are actually fighting a relegation battle um, as we're going to you know end of September beginning of October you mentioned there it is starting to look like it's going to be a long season for Newcastle granted they have had a tough start um, but you know see if they don't get the win against Leicester at the weekend Man United away after that then a two week national break does it then start to become more of a slog psychologically in terms of when's this first win going to come yeah it is I mean you you don't really want to be going in October looking for it. Um, it's like, it's just a big disadvantage, isn't it? I mean, Crystal Palace got out of it last year. Teams have got out of it in the past. Newcastle pulled themselves away from danger in the past. But, you know, one year you might be you might be unlucky, you know. If they, if they don't beat Leicester, then that's another opportunity missed. Um, they've already lost Rondon going in the game. We've just heard that now a few more injuries you know suddenly between now and the January window it could be critical for Newcastle they've got a decent run of fixtures after Man United but realistically you they need some points on them but they need a win on the board uh, preferably this Saturday I think we'll all breathe a lot easier on Saturday night if they can get it whatever way they can get it I think you look at the statistics before the game Leicester have won the last two games in St James's Park scored three on each of those occasions um, but in terms of the, the goals they concede, I think I was looking on October 4 and they conceded a lot of goals in the first half. I think only Huddersfield mm-hmm. have conceded more in the mm-hmm. first half. Mm-hmm. Newcastle against Arsenal, yes, they've lost that game, but the first half they actually played quite well and had yeah. to take a couple of chances and won that game possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's how rapidly it has set up in terms of trying to get the early goal and setting the stall out and then go from there? I think they'll be as adventurous as a Rafa team can yeah. be, if that makes sense. Uh, they're not. They're never going to go gung ho in this in this division um, because they just haven't got the players. They haven't got the pace in the team to do it. But they'll steadily build attacks. Uh, I think Matt Ritchie put in nine crosses in the first half against Arsenal. Unfortunately, I don't think they had. There was enough quality uh, on the end of that. Um, Murphy, you know, has got pace, but he hasn't got the composure. So Rafa's working with players who have got some ability but they're missing certain attributes in the game experience being a, a big one um, if they can get an early lead I think that'd be great I mean Hossler's scored a couple um, and he's latched on to a couple of decent crosses but they just need um, the rub of the green almost in the, in, the, in the final third they didn't really get it against Arsenal they had a good chance against Crystal Palace as I say but they didn't take it but if they can get, you know what it's like up there if they can get an early lead at St James Park it just lifts the crowd it eases the tension and uh, then they've got a manager who can you know build a game plan around even being 1-0 up you know what I mean so it, it, it's going to be a tough one but if they can get that early start brilliant you, obviously you mentioned there the fans and obviously there is a lot of tension about the ownership situation which is more than understandable but mm. kind of at home games this season that is kind of where the the anger's been deflected kind of thing and you know it's, it's not a toxic atmosphere by no means but it, it is kind of 
creating a bit of apathy in the stadium. If they can, you know, get a couple of early goals in the first half, do you think that's all that's needed, kind of thing, to kickstart that game and the season as well? I think from a football point of view, definitely. It's, you know, the, the problems off the field aren't going to go away overnight. The only thing that's going to change that is, is if a new owner comes in, um, no one's put their hand up after 12 months to buy the club. Um, and the other, the other way out of it is if Mike Ashley suddenly gets the football bug again, gives Rafa Benitez the contract he needs, starts investing properly in, in the club, um, they improve the communication skills, because at the minute they're probably about 2% in terms of communication. Um, and then... It, then, then it goes away, but it's about it's about having a it's about having a passion for for the club, and at the minute the, the people that are running it just they haven't got it. They're in fear of it almost. You know what I mean? It's like I was lucky enough to sort of grow up through the the entertainers era in Newcastle. Like they were dragged up from the the bottom two in the second the old second division, where they were getting thrashed off like Oxford and Charlton and teams like that. To suddenly Kevin Keegan coming in, and then the belief changing, and then everybody realizing, you know, what a brilliant place it can be. But you need someone at the very. T- I mean, that's John Hall then, yeah, of course, yeah. then Freddie Shepherd, um, two men who you know loved the club, um, they were desperate to put Newcastle on the map, and the fans respond to that. At the minute, you've got an absent owner. I mean, it was at Crystal Palace on Saturday, okay, but he doesn't come at home games. Whether he's going to be there at the weekend, we'll have to wait and see. Um, they've got an, an absent owner and a managing director who you know doesn't doesn't communicate. So nobody knows what the blueprint is. You can only judge it off the money they spent. They didn't spend much in the summer. Leicester spent four times as much as Newcastle. I mean, how does that how does that even happen? You know what I mean? But um, once that once the the passion is there and the, the fans can see that somebody cares, loves the club, then you know great things can happen and looking back at the game now um, you, you mentioned Joy Madison before who's obviously had a brilliant start of the season yeah um, in terms of like the midfield battle obviously Leicester looked to play on the break quite a bit get Vardy in behind how important do you think that is at the weekend in terms of Newcastle kind of exercising their authority in the middle of the pitch and stopping that source really yeah I mean Diarm is a bit he's a bit of an unsung hero I think he wins yeah. a lot of tackles in, in the midfield Shelby, we started to see a few examples of what he can do. We played a couple of nice balls across the park at um, Palace. So if if we can, you know, get that creativity sparked off in the middle, then I think that that really helps Newcastle. The, the front line do need some help from other areas of the pitch. As I say, with Rondon being out, it's going to be difficult. Um, Perez hasn't had a good game this season. The top scorer last year. Uh, start, he, it was a shame the season ended for him in some ways because he was just starting just momentum, he, he yeah. was getting momentum yeah. scrappy goals he was scoring you know yeah. like tappings and just you know stabbing the odd crossing uh, hasn't really been able to cap, recapture that this season so yeah the the short goals but you know the, if they're going to win games they're going to have to win as a team and uh, Shelby and Diarmi in the middle of thing and get things going then that, that'll be a, a big help but as you say that the threat of Ardy on on the break is uh, is there for all to see. And obviously, Shelby's missed a couple of games heading into that Crystal Palace game. The army's had a few different partners in the middle there, but we saw last season, particularly towards the end of the season, that when those two played together consistently, they were a really good partnership. 
do you think if they can you know get a few games behind them that's going to help Newcastle improve in terms of their, their position in the league table yeah I think <coughs> I think it will uh, I mean realistically when the, when the transfer window shut for business everyone was just like well from from thinking we can challenge for the top 10 top 8 at the start of the pre-season yeah. um, then I think we're just happy to stay up so I think internally I think the the board and, and Rafa's aim is, is probably mid-table or, or just below but realistically that that's quite a big ask if you don't spend any money so Rafa said something very interesting the other day he said we need to find three teams worse than us so yeah. he's more the realist that you know they've got two points on the board they need another 38 that's quite a big slog between now and yeah. you know March April I mean the they were lucky last year they had eight points in the bag after the first few games this year they haven't got that cushion so it's going to be tough no doubt about it and in terms of obviously Rondon has been ruled out for this game we don't know how long that injury is going to rule him out for but obviously that potentially leaves pretty much a straight choice between Hosselu who started the season in all right fashion to be fair and Yoshinori Munu mm. if you were Rafa Benitez would it be Hosselu for you on Saturday? Um, I'm not you know what, I'm not a massive fan of Hosloo, but I know that he's a player who, you know, that he was bought in for five million. Yeah. He's he's got uh, certain capabilities. Muto hasn't really had a great start to life at Newcastle for me. He hasn't had a run in the team, so I can't really judge him until he's yeah. had that, you know, back to back ninety minutes or something like that. So it's it's much of a muchness really in terms of quality there isn't any quality there basically so it, it is going to you know you are banking on Hosloo getting on the end of it a couple of crosses I, I think he's given everything he's got yeah. um, I'm, I would never criticise anyone for for not doing it but I'm just in terms of you know you love to see the explosive strikers get in the box you know but you've got to spend money to get them you know people like Aguero uh, you know Newcastle are a million miles away from signing players like that so therefore, you end up having to have a static striker like Hosselu, um, who basically will win a few, you win loads of aerial balls for you, and you know you get the odd header. But you know, in terms of like that player that really just makes that break and, and arrives when no one's expecting it, um, Newcastle just haven't got it. So you know, Rafa Benitez working with limited resources. Apart from Rondon, will you be the only enforced change? Do you think you should make any changes to the team that drew against Palace? Well, he kind of really followed back four. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, Dubravka, very steady, served clean sheet. He was my man of the match. Um, just pipped um, Fernandez, who did How good do you think he's been? Because I think he's in a season that hasn't had many positives. Yeah. He's been a real shining light so far, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been the star man. Uh, <clears throat> I think when Rafa knew Lejeune was out, he was able to sign a, a centre-back. And made some money available to get him but another interesting point Rafa made when I was talking the other day was that you know he has to sign players who can fight yeah. um, he knows it's going to be a struggle this season Fernandez has certainly done that um, I think he did himself every favour with the Newcastle fans by putting in a really big sliding tackle <laughs> in front of the away end at Palace that really you know that just gives the, you know that's the equivalent of scoring a goal for yeah. Defenders sometimes, isn't it? They get a really good, solid uh, challenge in right in front of the fans. So, yeah, 
and he's captain material as well, isn't he? He's like he's an experienced guy. Yeah, he knows the Premier League. So for six million, that's probably about as good as you, you can get for six million as a defender. So him and Lascelles did very well together at the back. Um, Dummett, Mr. Reliable as always. Yedlin, you can't really drop him. So the back four picks itself at yeah. the minute. In terms of the rest of the teams, any changes you you would make? <clears throat> I think it would be it would be difficult to do it. I think you'd like to think Murphy and Kennedy there can't be too much between them I mean Kennedy hasn't had a really good game he's not like the player we had last season so Murphy must be close um, Richie you can't really drop him I think I, I would like to see Sean Longstaff get a, a couple more a few more minutes on the pitch if yeah. that's possible but at the minute he seems to be like down the pecking order yeah. because of his um, inexperience but he's only going to get experience by getting the chance. They didn't want to send him out on loan. He would certainly bring a bit of energy in the middle of the pitch. So I think he's worth definitely having on the bench. Um, so that that would be for me. He, that he having Longstaff on the bench as an option would probably be the big the big call that I would make. I would have him in ahead of uh, Isaac Hayden. In terms of Longstaff, obviously you mentioned there that the club kind of vetoed a loan move while the the transfer window bubbled on. He had that chance against Nottingham Forest, which unfortunately for him, Newcastle got knocked out of the cups, which would have yeah. given him a lot more opportunities. Mm. Um, do you think he will get that opportunity between now and January to prove himself? It's going to be hard for him, as I say, he's down the pecking order. He's relying on injuries. The reason he got um, has got on the bench a few times recently was because Hayden was suspended. So that means a player that was playing every week in League One last year is now. Uh, you know, chugging out performances in the under twenty threes. It's a hard, it's a hard life in some ways for reserve team players because once you've had a taste of first team, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to be playing in front of a couple of hundred people at, at Whitley Park on a cold Friday night. So, I, I feel for him, um, but he's just going to have to keep his head down um, and work hard because he's do he's doing all the right things. Uh, once someone like Rafa Benitez says you can't go on loan, you can't go on loan. So I think he will, in the fullness of time, even even before January, I think he will get some opportunities. Um, but again, he's re- he's relying on uh, probably injuries and knocks. Um, so he's close, but just not close enough, sadly, for him at the minute. Obviously, hopefully we'll get to see a bit more of Longstaff in action. In terms of Saturday's game, the... Um, you mentioned a couple of players there, like Perez and Kennedy, who probably need to do more. Is there a player you'd like to see more of, uh, more from, and do you think mm. there's a player who can make the difference on Saturday for Newcastle? Well, I think Kennedy on on his day can can really make the difference. He's probably you know Newcastle's uh, almost the best defensive player, but, but really he's not their player. He's a Chelsea player, and that's why he's got that bit of quality. Chelsea, you know, can can pick some of the, the world's best players I'm um, not saying he's the world's best but you know he, he's up there in terms of being able to turn a game he hasn't done it so far he's you know he's got to pick up but it's hard for players to go from being pretty dire to excellent in what in one yeah, big step course, yeah. so he's probably going to need a couple of things to turn you know maybe he needs a, a, a goal a, a tap in or something like that just to, to get his season going Perez the same, um, but with him, it's he, he can randomly just pull something yeah. out of the bag that you weren't expecting. Like 
even last season I'd say he was in good form but that the chip over Schmeichel was you know pretty impressive yeah. um, so he has got that in his locker it's just a case of you know he's, he's got to turn up and everything's got to be right for him on the day if it can be against Leicester then um, then great for Newcastle but it's as I say it's hard to go from being pretty average or pretty dire to to just blasting up to that top level performance they're going to have to possibly do it in steps and just to finish off Lee um, in terms of the weekend score prediction is it going to be the t- the game when Newcastle finally get their season up and run and get that win well yeah I predicted a draw last week at Crystal Palace um, I'm probably going to say Newcastle edge to a home win this weekend so I'll go Newcastle 2 Leicester 1 well, fingers crossed that comes off for us. Um, thanks for joining me today, Lee. Um, make sure you stay with us throughout the weekend with all the latest from the Leicester game. We'll be bringing it all to you from Chronicle Live, live blog on the game of the weekend. And uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll, we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you very much.